figured it out. The voice of reason, the, the solid, uh, hold it down, the beige rage, and the agitator. The Breakfast Club. Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this. One word to describe the Breakfast Club would be black. Impact in the culture. People watch the Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in, man. I don't even know what it's called the Breakfast Club. It's like brunch. Envy, Yee, and Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to the Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Hey fam, good morning. It's Thursday. Yeah, you gotta um, your mic a little bit shake it. Say something it else. Thoughts like that, you know. The, the first break is always crazy. I don't know why. All I don't right. know if it's well, like an old car has to get warmed up. I don't know what's going on with this. But the first break is always like that. Does it still sound a little crazy? Better. All right, it sounds better. a little better. Yeah. Okay. Listen. It's an amazing day. I felt so good yesterday as I was watching all the inauguration activities. I didn't think I would cry. I was like, why do I feel emotional? Really? About this. I really did. I felt very... And you know what? I'm not... Everybody I spoke to yesterday felt the same way. Um, I didn't... It was all women, though. Necessarily cry. I mean, I was excited. I was happy. I mean, my daughters got to watch uh, the first uh, black woman vice president, which was amazing. Um, That's what made me really emotional. And, that, and I think it was all women I spoke to yesterday. Everybody was like, that was just an emotional feeling. We mm-hmm. never had a woman in the White House as a president or vice president. Correct. That's exciting. And a black woman mm-hmm. and South Asian. That's dope. Yeah, so yeah, that was exciting for me. I mean, I love the fact that President Biden already started signing executive orders, uh, mm-hmm. some on the, uh, the mass mandate, uh, uh, racial equi- uh, equality, and also uh, a whole bunch of things, stopping the building of the wall. Like, he went in, and, and I appreciate that. He went right to work. He went right to reversing some of the things that Trump has done. So that was very exciting. I'm, I'm glad he already started working. He sent great. out his first tweet. Yeah, he sent out his first tweet. Yeah, sure he said, did. there's no time to waste when it comes to tackling the crises we face. That's why today I'm heading to the Oval Office to get right to work, delivering bold action and immediate relief for American families. I was watching the news this morning and I saw that there was no plan that they left behind for mm-hmm. distributing the vaccine. There's no plan at all. Of course. They have to start from scratch with that. Of course. I mean, even, even around the country, I mean, they, they've been telling people to sign up and then when people sign up they give them a day and then when it's time for that day there's no more vaccines my parents were supposed to get their vaccine today uh, but they sent the email that there was no vaccines available and, and they have to you know reschedule so a lot of people are going through that as well um, but hopefully we can get things together and, and, and slow this down a, a lot because I mean I want my parents to get the vaccine so I can see them more they can come see their grandkids more and, and et cetera, et cetera. You know what I also did yesterday? I seen the Salt and Pepper movie that comes on tonight. Uh, on I saw that. I saw that. that was really I thought it came really on good. the 23rd. No, I think it's tonight. Oh. I think Wendy Williams comes on the 23rd. I think, nah, they, I think Wendy Williams is the 30th. Lifetime movies come on on the weekend. Oh. Yes, yeah, the 23rd. I'm it pretty is the 23rd. Sure. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was tonight. Yeah, but I, I got a chance to see it. I thought it was great. I told you. Listen, was... you don't understand. And I, that's what I was saying. Well, you'll see. We'll talk about it. I haven't seen it. Salt and Pepper's coming today. Salt and Pepper's here! Yeah, this morning. This morning, yep. I'm excited about that. You gotta be a certain age to understand what I just did just now. I think everybody kind of knows Push It, though. No. No. We're old, ye. 
Sorry. You know they push it to big song. Even today, they still use it for stuff. Um, no. Depends That's their where. biggest song ever. Yeah, but we're forty plus. Okay, I'm 42. All right. You know, but the people should know Push It, though. I mean, Push It's been in commercials. I think that's a, still, yeah, They've been it's in, been in you know, Super Bowl movie, commercials. Well, do they, they, they know the meet. Salt and Pepper's hair part? Yeah, they're not, they're not going to play that nah, in a commercial. Nah, they, they don't know that. They don't push it. Push it. Because even in the vacuum, they did the push it. Push it. Yeah, nah, they're not going to know Salt and Pepper's hair. But, well, Salt and Pepper will be here. And we're going to be playing a mini mix this morning. So if you're not really too familiar with Salt and Pepper's songs, I'm going to play a bunch of them for you this morning. For your uncles right? and your aunts, all right, yeah, and your mamas and your daddies <laughs> and your grandmas and your granddaddies, baby. All yeah. right? Everything ain't for y'all cheering. That's okay? Right. We'll, we'll wake them up this morning. All right. Well, front page news, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They have signed 15 executive actions and two agency actions on the first day. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, yesterday was Inauguration Day. Really exciting. U.S. stocks at record highs as Joe Biden was sworn in as president. Now, here is what he had to say. This is America's day. Today, we celebrate the triumph not of a candidate, but of a cause. The cause of democracy, the will of the people, has been heard, and the will of the people has been heeded. We've learned again that democracy is precious, democracy is fragile, and at this hour, my friends, democracy has prevailed. You know, you know what else we learned? We learned, especially last year, that democracy has never worked for all. So all these conversations about democracy are pointless until there is true freedom, liberty, and justice for all, because black people haven't ever felt that in this country. Mm -hmm. He also called for unity. The answer is not to turn inward, to retreat into competing factions, distrusting those who don't look like you or worship the way you do or don't get their news from the same sources you do. We must end this uncivil war that pits red against blue, rural versus urban. We can do this if we open our souls instead of hardening our hearts and if we're willing to stand in the other person's shoes, as my mom would say, just for a moment, stand in their shoes. All that sounds great. I want unity. Unity is great, but there can't be unity until all people are created equal. And then they, they did a... Well, Joe, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, finish. No, I was just going to say, that you, you, you're talking about the executive orders, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right. Well, Joe Biden did sign 15 executive actions and two agency actions, and those have to do with human rights, actions to advance racial equity through the federal government, uh, count non-citizens in the U.S. sentence again, strengthen workplace discrimination protections based on sexual orientation and gender, also immigration, defending the Dreamers program for uh, undocumented young Americans, to end the Muslim travel ban. There's a lot of different things. Stop the border wall construction. Uh, regulate. This is so many different things um, that he signed already so far on the very first day. They went right to work. Um, also, for people who are financially struggling right now, they've extended eviction and foreclosure moratoriums. It continued the pause on student loan payments until September 30th. And we'll talk throughout the morning about some more of those. Man, the funniest tweet I saw yesterday was this dude tweeted out, man, this inauguration looked real fancy for somebody who owed me $2,000. Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they want their money, bro. And not to mention, when is the George Floyd Policing Act happening? I know they've only been in there for a day, but when is that happening? <laughs> when, when is weed being legalized, okay? Decriminalized, whatever. 
And when are all the brothers and sisters in prison for nonviolent weed offenses going to be released? They said if they got the over office and the Senate, they could make these things happen. So we waiting to see. Y'all on the clock. Y'all are officially on the clock, goddammit. Yeah, I think the first 100 days, they said there's a lot of different changes that are about to be made. Let's see. They on the clock. And I'm happy for Kamala Harris. I believe in Kamala Harris, but now it's about holding them accountable and making sure they keep promises because this back to normal they keep talking about, what is that? Everybody's normals aren't created equal in America. I don't want America's normal. I want better. But I'm glad that they both know that there's work to be done because Uh, Donald Trump feels like he hasn't been doing no work. He just kind of stopped. He's been working. working. He's just been working for the people that he works for. (laughs) You know what I mean? Which isn't all of America. That's it. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, Envy? Good morning, it's Rick. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Charlamagne. Rick, what's, what's up, bro? What's up, King? Get it off your chest. Hey, so I want to talk about uh, um, Biden being in office and how we should not uh, just um, automatically get rocked to sleep. Because um, having Trump in office was like having your girl cheat and you saw her on OnlyFans and you was just all out there. But having Biden in office is like the girl cheating and you not knowing. So just not fall asleep thinking... You know, everything's going to be okay right now and everything's going to go back to this, whatever normal this is, because this place was never set up for us. And just because Biden is in office and Kamala is in office doesn't mean that, you know, things are going to be just turn around. That's right. 180 right away. Yeah, Yeah, everybody. Everybody was like, yo, today is a new day. Yeah, because yeah, yesterday it, it yeah, really because is. yesterday was Wednesday. That's about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> it, really, it really isn't a new day at all. And I mean, the same systems are in place that have been in, That's the, right. in, in place since the beginning of the country. And, and I know um, Biden is, is, is trying, or he says he's trying, but, you know, got to keep in mind that he's a career politician and it's 50 years of the same thing. I'm hoping... Hey, Charlamagne, we got we have kids. Right? Remember when your mom used to bust your ass back in the day, and now she's like she pampers your grandchildren now, like they act like. You know, <laughs> so I'm hoping that Biden has become the grandma that's now going to pamper and take care of and find the right way to deal with this economy and deal with this country because. He's been busting that ass for 50 years. Hey, he's, he's got to right a lot of his wrongs. And you're absolutely right, man. Everybody's normals in America aren't created equal. I don't want America's normal. I want better. But yeah, I do feel absolutely. hopeful. And I do and I do feel like at least this is somebody that we can communicate with and try to make things happen and isn't going to be doing things that are, Ill, well, hopefully illegal. I feel yeah, hopeful. Angela, I feel... Angela, the thing, the thing about the, the thing about the hope though is the hope is what they used to rock you to sleep. That's right. So I don't want hope. Yeah, but I, I but I, I already see some action on that first day, and I do think it's up to us. It's not like you just sit back and wait. You just have to keep on and being that, vocal and, about what it is that you need and, that's and why, participate. And that's why Ricky's being vocal. We got to hold him accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for calling, brother. Hello, who's this? It's Tarek, man. Tarek from Kansas. Tarek. Hey, I don't What's think up, we in Kansas anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't don't say that, Charlotte, man. <laughs> um, Get it off your chest, man. I called y'all before. I'm the one you said looked like I could be an extra in a Tyler Perry movie. I need y'all to uh, actually send me the book this time. But first of all, my bad. Let me slow down. Good morning, y'all. Good morning, Tarek. Good morning. What, you Happy wanted a copy? Good morning. 
Happy belated. It's your birthday. Thank all you month. so much. Celebrating all month. Um, That's right. But yeah, I need I need the mental health book. I unapologetic guide to mental health. I need that. They didn't send it to you, Terry? Y'all hung up on me straight after, you know what I'm saying, after all that. That was drama. Yeah, that was an accident. You're the one who has I'm gonna gonna say, I'm going to send you a copy. I got a, I got copies of Dr. Rita Walker's The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health right here. I got a bunch of them. I'm gonna, I got you right I need now. This one too. I, I, I think, I'm I, think I got some more shook ones. Let me look. But I definitely got Dr. Rita Walker's book. All right, man. I love y'all listening every day. All right, uh, keep doing y'all thing, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, hold on, drama. Don't hang up, man. Hold on. Don't hang up, please. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up! Wake up! Wake your ass! This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This Monet. Good morning. Monet, good morning. Get it off your chest. Yes, I just want to be. Uh, I'm thankful for coming into the year after my mom had a brain aneurysm, and I mm. see y'all mm. talking about Dr. Dre, who had a brain aneurysm the other day. And you know that's that's like a near death experience. So I'm yes. so thankful for my mom. You know what I'm saying? My kids, this wonderful man that this man, um, the guy has started my life, and uh, you know, I'm happy that we just had inauguration day. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm very grateful, and, and I thank God that your mom is okay now. I think that is a blessing. Aneurysms, as we all know, yeah. can be a death sentence. So, How old was she? Yes, How old was uh, my she? My mom, she's, 40, she's 49. Lord have mercy. Wow. See, that's young. Did they ever get to the bottom of what yeah. caused it? Uh, her blood vessel burst in her brain from high blood pressure. Lord have mercy. mercy. Stress. Yeah, you know, she was in a coma and had, like, at least three, four surgeries. Um, a lot of blood clots and strokes. And look at her. She up in here walking on WhatsApp, talking. And I'm thankful. Wow. All, All praises right. due to God. Absolutely. Yes. Thank, Thank you for you calling. Guys, Hello, who's this? Good morning. Good morning, Envy, Angelie, and God. Peace, King. Morning. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Okay, well, I just want to say, man, I appreciate y'all for the platform, man. Um, I want to let everybody know I got a brand out called Rich Fatherhood. Please stop what you're doing and support on IG. All the proud parents tap in, mothers, fathers, and children. It's a powerful movement. Got to get this thing to the masses. Hey, look, can I get some shirts to y'all, Envy? Uh, sure. So hold on, and, and, and uh, you take our address and it to the radio. That's a good hey, Everybody check it out on IG, Rich Fatherhood, man. Tap in. All right, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's discuss some more inauguration things that happened yesterday. Jennifer Lopez's performance. Let's talk about Amanda Gorman, 22 years old, and she is the youngest poet ever to be at one of these inaugurations. So we'll, pay, we'll play part of that for you. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Jennifer Lopez was taking part in the inauguration festivities and she did a medley performance. People were talking about it. Listen to this.
Let's get loud. Stop screaming around all these old people, J-Lo. Jesus, read the room. This isn't a concert. I know you see vibrant younger faces like the Obamas, but our president is a platinum member of AARP. You can't have people just screaming around all, all those old folks. Show some respect. That's why Bernie Sanders was sitting away from everybody yesterday. He wanted to be where the choir resides. He's stupid. Jesus. What did she say before she said, let's get loud, Drummers? What did she say? She said, one nation under God, individual, blah, 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 blah. No, first of all, don't be blah, blah, blah on me like I speak Spanish. That's why I asked you. What, you you, you bougie-ass elitist Puerto Rican. Wow. I asked you a question, you're going to look down on me. Oh, she said that, blah, blah, blah. I, I just said? said it. You asked me, I gave you the answer. So she said the freedom. One nation under God, individual, you know. In, individual liberty. Liberty and justice for all. Yeah, yeah that BS. She don't know what they That BS don't apply to everybody in America. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But, but people are also saying it is the best uh, inauguration performance. Nobody of all time. said that's that. what the people. Nobody are saying. Said I mean, heard that. a lot. A lot Nobody of people said saying that. It. Nobody said that. A lot of people. Said Nobody that. said that. All right. Well, one performance I think we can all agree was amazing was Amanda Gorman, 22 years old. She's the youngest inaugural poet in U.S. history, and she did her own poem that she had written just for the ceremony. It's called "The Hill We Climb." Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. Mm, dropping the clues bombs for Amanda. What's her last name? Gorman. 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 Dropping the clues bombs for Amanda Gorman. I heard people talking about her. I definitely saw people giving it up for Amanda. Mm -hmm. Didn't see mm -hmm. them giving it up quite like that for J-Lo. Two things can be true. I actually saw them giving it up for J-Lo's agent. That I did see. They were like, whoever J-Lo's agent is, I want him because she's booked for everything. I did yep. see that. She, Super Bowl, she did uh, New Year's Eve and, she and, and this. Yep. She's J-Lo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A-Rod, when he was on Jimmy Fallon, said that out of everything she was doing, that's what she was the most nervous about was her inauguration performance. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Now, Little Wayne, in the meantime, as you know, was one of the people that was pardoned by Donald Trump. And uh, his lawyer was actually saying that it wasn't because of his relationship with Donald Trump. Remember, he had the meeting with Trump and they sat right. down and took the picture with the sweater and everything. He said, I think they had a very strong connection. He's in the entertainment world. He's got a style that's similar in terms of the way that he carries himself. And a lot of rappers and people in the industry relate to that. So he said it's the connection I guess nah, that they had an nah, 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 nah. I think people used to relate to Donald Trump back in the day because, you know, people, especially in rap back in the day, they love wealth and they love symbols of wealth. And Donald Trump was a symbol of wealth. I don't think that the Trump now represents uh, how, how a lot of these folks move. All right. In fact, Joe posted, I don't give a F about who no one's saying and what no one's saying until you go to jail. Don't criticize. And we're finding a way to not do six years in jail. F-O-H-U-M-Wars couldn't do a day. God bless Wayne. Yeah, um, I mean that's right. what I said yesterday. I know we, we had a whole topic uh, yesterday. About it's nuanced it. to that though because uh, because fat because fat Joe I'm sure wouldn't co-sign six uh, nine. You know what I'm saying? So it's nuanced to that. You can't just simply say finding a way not to go to jail. Wayne didn't do anything wrong. He just endorsed somebody that people didn't like. But you right. know, I'm, I'm sure Fat Joe wouldn't you know endorse a six nine. He wouldn't say that the same thing about six nine. Right, no, I mean? no, I don't think he would do that six yeah. nine. But I think if it's the same situation with with Donald Trump, I think most people would have done exactly what Wayne was doing if they was facing the amount of time Wayne was facing. Take a picture. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Now, Kodak Black has tweeted his thank you to Donald Trump for his presidential pardon. He posted, I want to thank the president, real Donald Trump, which, by the way, Donald Trump is not going to see that because 
He's banned right now, but he said for his commitment to justice reform and shortening my sentence. I also want to thank everyone for their support and love. It means more than you will ever know. I want to continue giving back, learning, and growing. Salute to Kodak Black. I hope he comes home and doesn't make the same mistakes because Kodak Black has had a lot of chances and a lot of opportunities, and he always seems to find his way back to jail. So I really hope this is the time that he actually learns something. Did I read it right well, or did they know, say he's still facing a charge or something like that? Yeah, I was about to just say that. But prosecutors in South Carolina are still pursuing a sexual assault case against him. So even if he gets out of federal prison, then he still has to face that. And Damn, they I didn't still know he was still facing on, that. Mm-hmm, he still has that. They said they still plan on pressing the case against Kodak unless there's a plea deal and, you know, it could be a trial. So we'll see what happens. But he's facing up to 30 years in state prison if he gets convicted. Now, see, I wonder about the pardon thing now, because I wonder, like, if you pardon somebody, but they're facing another charge, well, I guess it's the same thing. I guess you can get one charge dismissed and still be fighting another one. It just seem it would seem like a waste of a pardon if you had to go back to jail for that, you know? Yeah. Well, he's but grateful. He wasn't convicted of it, so I mean, you can't be pardoned. I guess you, unless you're convicted, right? I really don't know. That's why I thought Wayne took that, you know, the deal so fast. That's what they were saying. That yeah, that's what they're saying. Donald Trump. Oh, you mean? Um, that's why he said Donald Trump, you know how they were saying he was going to pardon himself, but they were saying he couldn't because then that would mean he had to admit to a crime mm. or something like that. I don't know. Right. Anyway, that is your rumor report. All right. Now we got front page news coming up. Yes. And let's talk about Kamala Harris. And we'll talk about the speech that she had to uh, give yesterday during the nighttime festivities. All right. And also, don't forget, in, in a couple of minutes, Salt and Pepper will be joining us. So we're going to kick it with yes. Salt and Pepper. So don't move. Throwback Thursday is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting you? Well, let's start with Kamala Harris. And I told y'all I was very emotional yesterday watching this, especially watching Kamala Harris. I didn't realize that it would hit like that. But a lot of women that I spoke to yesterday also felt the same way. A lot of black women felt the same way also. It just felt real inspirational. And here's what she had to say on celebrating America last night. It is my honor to be here, to stand on the shoulders of those who came before, to speak tonight as your vice president. We not only dream, we do. We not only see what has been, we see what can be. We shoot for the moon, and then we plant our flag on it. We are bold, fearless, and ambitious. We are undaunted in our belief that we shall overcome, that we will rise up. This is American aspiration. Yeah, I mean, listen, we live in history right now. Kamala is definitely mm -hmm. the new black history picture in, in, in grandma's house. I think about my daughters. My oldest is 12. Seeing black people in the highest positions in the land is pretty, pretty normal to her. And you're right, Yee. Kamala is getting so much love now. They, they like she's an AKA. She went to Howard. Yep. She looks like me. Well, guess what? She was all that when she ran for president, too. Where the hell was y'all Negroes at? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. No, we were on Kamala early, like really early. And, and Come on, man. to see the amount of hate that she had before, I'm, I'm glad people loving her now, but I was loving her the same way before. I'm happy for Kamala. I believe in Kamala. Mm -hmm. We supported Kamala Harris's run for president, and I believe she will be president one day. But it all depends on what she makes shake over the next four years in the White House. I expect her to challenge Joe the way we've seen her challenge during debates, and I truly believe she will be in there fighting for us. But we got to hold them accountable and make sure they keep her. 
promises. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just think about it. It's been 46, this is the 46th presidency, and we've never had a woman. We've never had a black woman. We've never had a South Asian woman. Like, all of those things in one person. So, just an emotional day. And Joe Biden was on social media. And he was uh, tweeting after taking the oath of office this afternoon. I got right to work taking action to control the pandemic, provide economic relief, tackle climate change, advance racial equity. We're back in the Paris Climate Agreement. I applaud the Senate for putting partisanship aside to prioritize our national security. Americans can rest easy tonight knowing Avril Haines has been confirmed as the director of national intelligence. I applaud the Senate for putting partisanship aside to prioritize our national security. And uh, he also told his incoming staff, be respectful. But I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. That's been missing in a big way. The last four years. Okay, I like the energy. But President Biden, I need you to have that same energy with white supremacists and police who abuse their power. Okay, I want you to feel the same way about them. That disrespect and disregard for life will not be tolerated. And this is a little off topic, but that winning Powerball ticket, $730 million. Oh, shoot, let me check my goddamn ticket. Nah, nobody won. I checked already. You sure? No, somebody did win. Somebody won Powerball. Somebody it won? Was, yes, I saw it this morning. It, was, it went down to $20 million. It was sold in Maryland. Oh, my God. Damn. I mean, they got the whole thing? <laughs> the whole, what's the numbers? Let me read my numbers. Let me get my glasses. You Drop ain't them. get your tickets in, man. You ain't Drop get yours in Maryland. Get my glasses, baby. <laughs> pass, pass uncle his glasses, Dramos. What's the numbers, Yee? Do we know? It was uh, 40. You lost already, huh? You can't even see. Look at him. Stretch it out a little further. Stretch your arm out so you can see. There you go. No, I ain't got no. No, I ain't got no. That. 60. 68. And I know you always put a 69, so. I definitely yes, got two. I got, I got two 69s. I got a 69. I believe you. Because see what I did? <laughs> what I did was I pay, I, I buy I buy five numbers, five quick picks. And so I got uh, two of them that got 69 in them. That's a sign. What was the Powerball number? Maybe I won $4. What's the Powerball? 22. Nah, I ain't that nasty. Not a winner. I don't even got to go scan this one. I bought my Mega Millions early, too, though. I got my Mega Millions for this weekend. The Mega Millions is like 900 and some change. 907. Yeah. It's 907 million. Yeah, I bought my Mega Millions and my Powerball yesterday. I definitely did. Yeah, nobody won the Mega Millions yet, so you have a, a shot at that. <laughs> hey, hey, All right. hey, you never know. You never know. All right, you got to play to win. I mean, it's a All right, investment. well, that... Just think about it. You spend $10 <laughs> and you might can win $900 million? What are the odds? Odds are horrible, but uh, it's, odds are one in something. I mean, it's, it's, odds are horrible, but I mean, it's worth the try. I've been beating odds all my life, and that stranger things have happened to me. <laughs> you, okay. you are correct. Stranger not? things than winning nine hundred million dollars. Yes, because money isn't everything. Yes, definitely. Coming I'm, from, I'm, coming I from, from that's strange. No, coming from where I come from, a dirt road in North Carolina, South Carolina, my whole existence has been strange. Okay, being yeah. in this position right now is strange. Yeah, nine hundred million dollars. Yeah, that'd be great. But stranger things have happened. To yes, me. it has. Yes. All right. Well, you have a one in two hundred ninety-two million two hundred one thousand three hundred thirty-eight shot chance in winning. I love my odds. I love those odds. Let's go, baby. I'm the one. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, more. It says you're more likely to be killed by a shark than win. Well, but you never know. You never know. I go to the Caribbean a lot. <laughs> that can happen too. <laughs> right. You get in the water. I've had that scenario play out in my head as well. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Well, we come back. Throwback Thursday. Salt and Pepper will be joining us. We'll kick it with Salt and Pepper. So don't move. I love me some Salt and Pepper. We got a woman vice president, a black woman, and we have Salt and Pepper on the show today. This is a great day. So what's coming right, season? Bre- is she Jamaican? Curry? That's what it'll be? <laughs> That's what she breakfast. Curry? Good morning. Wait, 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 it's the breakfast. Hey. celebrities, whether it's actors or or, um, musicians that have overdosed, you know, that have um, committed suicide, that have just kind of lost it. And there's a lot that comes along with it, you know? So I think that um, mental health, like Charlemagne, I I definitely commend you for being an advocate for mental health. Um, And my break, we could get into all the details of what I did after, if you want to, but my break was for my mental health. Mm -hmm. And I needed that time to get myself together. So in the movie, you do see that I was severely bulimic. You know, I was not handling the fame well. Me and Pep was not getting along at all. You know, I was feeling a lot of um, disconnect, a lot of resentment that I did not understand. And I just wanted to do me, you know, for a while, whatever that was, I wanted to do it for myself. So I took that moment, that 10 years to get my sanity, figure out who I am and what I want as an individual apart from this iconic brand that we created. Well, well, with that said, so how traumatic was it for you and Peppa to relive some of this stuff in the movie? It was emotional, the whole thing. I haven't written a book yet because every time I try to go back and talk about my childhood and things that I experienced, I become very overwhelmed with emotions. Who wants to keep going back to those those things, yeah. you know? And then also for me with the movie, you know, I didn't really want to pull other people's story into my story. That was very delicate for me as well. You know, things that, you know, me and my dad had to work on. I didn't want to pull that into the story because me and my dad worked on our stuff and we got our stuff together. He's one of my besties now. But in a movie, you only want to get to show like the bad part because you only got three hours. I can't go and be like, you know what? My dad is my hero now and let's show this part. So even with my husband, he's the, the father of my kids. So for me, it's very difficult to tell other people's story. Me, I'll tell you what went on with me. But, you know, it's a, a difficult position to be in. So I was walking a tightrope <laughs> during this movie. You know, and I think people have to realize too, as young women who came into this game, y'all have to deal with a lot of things with body issues, with relationship drama, with being compared to men all the time, but you could sell as many records as you did, but still not get the respect that you deserve. Y'all had to deal with imposters that were pretending to be salt and pepper. 
and going in there and get just all kinds of things that y'all have to deal with. And so I can't imagine oh, motherhood. That's something that you both have to deal with while you're in the group. And it just hits different, you know, when you have all those separate issues. I too had lost the father. I mean, I, right. And I, and then for me, coming, salt and pepper was everything for me. It was my path. It was my journey. And me, I was giving it my all. I, and I understand this is me, Jamaican. I said, I separate the good and the bad, I understand there's negative energy and there's positive energy. And I make no mistake with the two. And so I go in uh, understanding there's going to be pain, but I don't let pain move in with, I'm not going to let it move in. I, you know, it'll visit me, but I don't let pain move in with me. And I just always had that mentality to deal with these problems head on and just say, how do I move forward from here? How do I grow from here? How, you know, but with Salt being my partner I, and my friend, because we was friends before there was a Salt and Pepper, we were standing shell in school. So going through these same things, having these other problems as you will see in the movies, you know, I did not know anything that she was going through personally, because as mm -hmm. I am an open book, I wrote a book. So I, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I am an extrovert. I, I'm open with telling my story, sharing my my downfalls or, or my, and my, my up, you know, my uplifting stories and my down stories like this, doing this, my story. And so for me, when she's, and then there's the boyfriend, as you see, Herbie, the one who started is bless him. And then he's, you know, the boyfriend. So she's in a compromising position. I'm the friend, she's the girlfriend of the boyfriend, also the manager. My situation was so difficult, which you see, there was a place that I had that I was put in in a box and know my place. So I'm dealing it within the group now, massage mm. and everything and proving myself and fighting for a voice. But understanding this thing I have this and I'm going for it. So when we're having turbulence because people are dividing and all this stuff I'm going through, but it's like, I you leave without, you know, expressing that to me. Mm -hmm. And then when you have a new life, but the things that you have a new life is not what you left for. Like, you know, the industry right. and, you know, <laughs> your mental health. And then you still in the, you know, you do, you in the studio, you do creative. But then for me to hear a salt song on the radio played, for me, that was devastating because I felt that's it. And I had to deal with that. And we found our way back to each other, which is a beautiful thing. And that's the story, you know, gotcha. fighting these things against all these odds and coming together. All right, we got more with Salt and Pepper. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Boys got some sixties in my bed. Lips sealed, ain't pillow talking on no red. In my earlobe, got two carrots, VVS. Got a pen, I'll sneer a deal off the stairs. All this money when I grew up, I had nothing. Life is disgusting. Can't believe it. Gotta thank God that I'm living comfortably. Getting checks, I don't believe. 
but she say she done with me Burn some bridges and I let the fire light the way Kicking my feet up, left the PJs on a PJ Yeah, I'm a big dog and I walk around with no leash I got water on me, yeah, everything on Fiji Zero, suicide door, brand new bag College girls, can we in my rap Rockstar life, so much money, I'll make you laugh, hey Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with salt and pepper. Where does Spinderella come into this? Because I know Spinderella was, of course part of the group and then there was times when Spinderella wasn't part of the group how did she get introduced to y'all and then what happened during that journey because sometimes we hear Spinderella sometimes Spinderella's not in the group so what happened with that journey it's gonna cost us fifty thousand dollars every time we say that name so really well no our loss our lawsuit is has been been settled it got sent to mediation and we and it's it's been done um, the Spinderella thing, I'm going to try to keep it real short, Please. but first of all, Salt and Pepper were friends. We had a male DJ, right? First, um, we had the, the first Spinderella and then we did the whole, um, Hot, Cool, Ambitious album and Herbie brought in this Spinderella. At that point, we were already established as Salt and Pepper. We were already established as a company together we are partners always have been partners spinderella was an addition to what we had already created mm -hmm. it's always been a lot of attempts to compromise to satisfy on everybody's part and it just never got to a place where it was some it was what you know she thought it, it should be and so sometimes things come to a head. It's unfortunate. I know that everybody hates when a group breaks up. They want mm -hmm. all the members of Involve. You know, I understand that. But internally, sometimes things get to a point where you have to part ways. We wish Spinderella the best. We're open to whatever can happen in the future. Um, I've reached out to her. I haven't gotten anything back, you know, but I still, my heart is open. I want to go back to something Pepper said, but I do want to ask y'all since we're on it, how did it feel to be sued by Spinderella? Like when y'all first got the lawsuit, how did that feel? Um, you know what? I, I felt like it was going there, you know, because this was a years of, you know, a, a buildup. And I also, I mean, everyone has a perspective, right? Mm -hmm. there, there's your perspective. There's your perception of what went down. Everyone has a right to their feelings about what they should be getting and what just because you say something doesn't make it true it just right. makes it your perspective i do understand where spinderella's head is at so i wasn't surprised but i do know that it probably was necessary to get to that point in order to put an end to you know whatever anyone thinks it is you know when you go into legal it tells you exactly what it is and mm -hmm. then that's that's it you know just imagine if Wendy Williams would have been Spinderella, like uh, she said she could have been. We wouldn't have made it. Hell no. She'd have been, tell been telling all y'all business, everything that was supposed to be behind the scenes, she'd have been telling people. 
Do y'all speak? <laughs> um, you know what? I spoke to her. Uh, was it last year? Last year we 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 got up and spoke because I was um I was supposed to be in her documentary and I did shoot for it, but I decided not to not to be in it again. But you know, you know how you meet somebody and you just realize that's just a chapter in your life that's closed. Like it ain't no beef or nothing, but you just like I did that already. You know? Yes. And as we as we mature, I mean, you don't really collect enemies you don't harbor feelings you just keep moving you exactly. know it's like you said that happened that's over i'm looking toward the present and the future and right. wishing people well you know absolutely now i, I wanted to ask pep because you were talking about y'all being real friends did y'all being real friends help y'all to navigate through the ups and downs of this business i think so i said it that's what it was it, it's a reminder that wow we we met literally at school, you know, uh, in the lunchroom, and and we gravitated each other. We were Sandy and Cheryl, so and we went through things, and you know, as friends, real friends first. And I think we we recognize that, and we know that, and that's innate in us to say, hey, we were friends first. This thing here took us in this direction, that direction, but let's understand the foundation to this. This was Sandy and Cheryl. So I think that makes me know the, that makes me also have that fight and that drive how this actually happened. I mean, to having our lifetime achievement award, you know, with, you know, the grand congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> to get the Hollywood, you know, walk of fame and then, you know, the movie all at this once and 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 the Grammy special is very important because here we boycotted that back in 89 and then went on to get our Grammy televised first women hip hop doing, you know, feeling good, you know, like, yes, for the women, yeah, hip hop to live, to see your biopic and to get these accolades and these great accomplishments that I worked so hard to get i'm like happy hey this is where icons come to you know mm -hmm. we're at that point in our lives where you get all the accolades it's almost like wrapping it up with a red bow headlining the shows that the guys that back in the day weren't even giving you the respect you deserve they're now on your tours that you guys are the headline performers on which i think is so dope to come full circle like that we were always the only females on every tour, every tour we went on. And most of the time we were headlining. So we would have to go last after a lot of guys, um, even with MC Hammer, <laughs> we headlined over MC Hammer. That was hard to handle because that dude had a circus got on energy. <laughs> I'm like, you got four dancers, you got a certain disolay happening. like. You could go before um, after us. How about we switch places? <laughs> right. Now, when you guys were working at Sears and Kid and Play was there and, you know, uh, Martin Lawrence, did y'all know that y'all all were going to be great at that time? Did y'all feel that energy like this is something that we have? Or it was one of those things y'all were just kids. Y'all didn't even think anything about it. I love that story because it's just a, a, a testament to when you have a dream and you're passionate about it and you really believe <clears throat> what can happen. And it is unusual, Martin Lawrence, Kid and Play, Salt and Pepper, Herbie, Lovebug was all working as telephone solicitors. But I remember talking to Martin and it's all he talked about was being a comedian. And he always said he was going to be great. And I didn't think he was funny, you know. <laughs> and I thought it was funny. He used to try his stuff out on us all the time. Like, get this joke, get this joke. 
<laughs> but he became Martin Lawrence, you know, and I think that when you figure out exactly what it is that you're passionate about that excites you, that energy just pushes you forward to make it happen. For me, school was not for me. I was in college failing, not going to class, you know, hanging out in the lunchroom. That's where I met this crazy girl, you know, and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And when Herbie put me on the mic, all kudos to Herbie. That guy is a genius. But when he put me on the mic, you know, I was like, this is it. There's no, like I've heard Will Smith say, no plan B. That was me all day. This was, it's like, this is do or die for me. And look what happened, you know. When we got our first, first gig and we were saying that says, you know, and all that, whoever get put on and to, you know, can we will help each other. But I would just say that moment when Salt and Pepper got our first gig and then Martin Lawrence, we honored that and one opened up for us. But right there, it was introducing comedy and hip hop on the, that was like, it went together because the audience, I remember that now to this day, you know, mm -hmm. hip hop comedy and it worked. All right, well, we got more with Salt and Pepper when we come back. Let's get into a Salt and Pepper mini mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was a salt and pepper mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with salt and pepper. Charlemagne? It's interesting because, you know, salt and pepper, kid and play had the same management. Herbie Lovebuck. Why didn't salt and pepper get the same opportunities as kid and play? Oh, you know, yeah, like house party. Yeah, house party. Cartoons. Like house party. Cartoons, yeah. You know what's so funny? Uh oh, here we go. What that? happened? No. Real talk. This was just, I just spoke to play. We just did something together. He said, Pep, I heard you was, you've been upset a little bit about house party, not, you know, salt and pepper not being a house party. And we didn't get to really get into it because I wanted to say yes. I was <laughs> <laughs> upset because why weren't we in house party one and two? That's a great question, yeah. Charlemagne. I think that goes um, also to just the underestimation of women, you know, again, even within that man camp, you know, led by Herbie, um, that we never ended up in, in Hollywood. We should have. Easily. Now, Salt, I want to ask you about um, mixing business and pleasure, because obviously Herbie Lovebug was your boyfriend, and that's in the movie, and y'all went through a lot. Well, you went through a lot having to deal with him. So when it comes to mixing management with you know, your boyfriend, what are your thoughts on that? And what would you tell uh, somebody today? Don't do it. No, <laughs> <laughs> no do do it. If you do not, if you directing it. Oh, I'm sorry. So Pepper's oh, over sorry. again. There we go boy, now. So Pepper over done. again. Sorry. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> Pep's right, don't do it. <laughs> 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 but he was already my boyfriend. Right. He's the one that introduced me to music. He's the one that groomed me as a rapper, you know? So it was like, okay, now we're rappers and, you know, what, well, I'm gonna break up with him because like, you know, but don't, don't start out that way for sure. But mine was a, you know, boyfriend, you know, what are you gonna do? I learned a lot from Herbie being his girlfriend, though, because I was always around him. I was around him when he got his first drum machine, you know, when he was making beats, when he was creating. And I was gleaning 
a lot from him. So I appreciate, you know, being able to be in his space as much as I, I did. Like I say with my, with Herbie, I got salt and pepper. With my ex-husband, I got my two kids. So I'm <laughs> Don't do it. When you in a group, the your, your partner, significant other should not be the manager. It's difficult maybe or anything, because it gets difficult. And then I saw a lot of artists part the position or anybody in the member when a group member has to deal with the manager being their significant other or whatever. It's a tough position to be in. But Peppa, so understand along, that. Along, along with that, did you think that financially you ever got stiffed out of money or that things were a little shady ever? Oh, well, not all from me and her, like us stiffing each other. I know, up. but not from her, but... Oh. I know what you mean. I always have to make that clear. Never. But there was management team that I know for a fact the money wasn't right and everything. And I will try to call in other business people, accountants, be like, to double check. Like, I need y'all to come in because I can feel gut is not right. And when I bring them in, other outside to come and cross them T's and dot them I's, I get shut down, you know, and it was difficult because I already, I know, and it's a different position and difficult for her because she's the girlfriend of all of this. And I'm coming to her always complaining about them and it's hard. She don't really want to hear that because a lot of it is her man or this or that or, and it's too much for her. Herbie wanted to get rid of Pep at one point. I, was I like, know hey. that. That's what I'm saying. Without go, ahead, tell the, go ahead, tell all the stuff. Divide the money funny. Right. I was like, I'm not doing that. That's my girl. So I don't know. Well, I got two questions about that. Number one, if I was you, Salt, I would have never paid Herbie 10%. You can't date me and get 10%. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's number one. And number two, who is they going to replace Pep with? Exactly. Nobody. Okay. okay. <laughs> Nobody. I'm saying what he was saying to me. And I was like, yeah. there is no salt and pepper without this pepper. Right. That was never an option to me. What do y'all think about, you know, uh, you know, people attack Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion when they created WAP, but then, you know, you go back to some of your music, it's, you know, it's, I can't understand why people were so upset. What, what were your thoughts when they were trying to ban the music and, and were so mad about that? You know what, just for me personally, coming from an era when every, you know, our music was so censored and what you could say and what you couldn't, you know, what you can say, like, you know, and um, with stickers on our albums or, you know, coming from that time and not, and, and music, our music is self-expression that you're supposed to be able to express yourself. Right. So coming from stifled and not, ha and not be able to express ourselves and seeing these women having a voice and you know and speaking what they want to talk about because come on i mean you know a lot of male rappers have said the <laughs> worst and you know with them speaking how they what they want to rap about and what they talk about i'm fine with that i am like why because we came so long to have a voice be able to vote as women to just in every in all and why censor us now i don't believe in censorship on any level i mean everybody has the right to express themselves, especially as an artist. What, what was the WAP for y'all? Was it Push It or Let's Talk About Sex? What, what was y'all WAP? Probably <laughs> Push It. Push It, yeah. Yeah. I never looked at Let's Talk About Sex like it was a nasty song. I, I kind of felt like it was more like, let's educate ourselves on the good things and the bad things. 
And Pusha to me was very just dirty dancing. Cause I feel like if, if Herbie, if he was so sexual, I feel at that time, if Herbie had wanted it that way, it would have been all kinds of sex scene, push it and all kinds of, but it was very about art of dirty dancing, music. And for me, I like shoot. <laughs> and you know, but uh, you're saying our WAP song, that's the mm -hmm. reverse. <laughs> Y'all didn't want to record Push It at first, right? Well, we didn't understand the song. It was so out of the vein of what we were used to, like Tramp and I'll Take Your Man and My Mic Sound Nice and all those songs, The Showstopper. And it was just like, what? You know? But we trusted Herbie um, musically, and we just did the song because it was the B-side of Tramp. So we were like, you know, it doesn't matter. Let's just record it. And it's the biggest salt and pepper song to date. It's the song that gave us uh, international and commercial success out the gate with that uh, song. And how come y'all didn't do more, like, y'all didn't do nothing. Like, I, I figured y'all would do more features with people, but y'all didn't do too many features at all. And why was that? Like Pep said, we wasn't on self-destruction. Nobody right. called us, you know. We were like the outcasts of the business, you know. Um, I think because we were so different, they didn't really know where to put us, mm -hmm. you know. I, I feel like salt and Pepper brought fun, fashion, and femininity to hip-hop. And I think that's why a lot of women, you know, young ladies related to us, we were we were different. It was hurtful. I, I remember me and Pep having quite a few conversations about, you know, collabs and why certain people don't see themselves collabing with us. But then we did a collab with Involve. Yes. What a man. Explosive, you know. So it is what it is. We still have one story and I have to say, I know for a fact, Biggie, because and I'll never forget this, going over by to Biggie. And I was like, can you know, can we do a collab, you know, Salt and Pepper? And he he was like, yes, he was down, he agreed. Everything studio was set up. And I have to say this, it was that very night. Remember, we had our tickets and everything to go to LA Salt. And Carol called us and said, we canceled the flight because, you know. You know, that's, you know, when he got shot. But we were heading to yeah. the studio on the flight to meet mm -hmm. Biggie for the studio. So I would say yeah. he was going to be on the Salt and Pepper album. What, what, so. what date was this? He, he got shot on, he died on March 9th. How, was that in the month of March? Yes, it was the day going. It was the, day the same day headed to the, the night of the, 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 the party. Wow. We were going into the mm. studio. I mean, the flight to meet him the next day in the studio. Wow. wow, so y'all probably would have ended up on Life After Death album then. Or Biggie would have wound up on their album. Um, on ours. It yeah. was the, on, to, to collab with Salt and Pepper. He agreed to. The biopic happens on Lifetime this Saturday night. Definitely go check it out. 8, 7 Central. I'm watching it again. I'm excited. I got to watch it with the commercials and all. I'm excited. <laughs> Make sure you check it out. And we appreciate you guys for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. DJ Thank you, Salt and Pepper. All righty, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. Bye. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Drake. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor. On The Breakfast Club. Listen up. 
Well, the highly anticipated certified lover boy album is not going to be coming out this month. Drake did a post. I was planning to release my album this month, but between surgery and rehab, my energy has been dedicated to recovery. I'm blessed to be back on my feet, feeling great and focused on the album, but certified lover boy won't be dropping in January. I'm looking forward to sharing it with you all in 2021. Uh, cool story, Drake. I'm sure okay. Drake, Drake fans are disappointed, I'm sure. Any any word on when Kung Fu Kenny is dropping? Ye, I know you, you know you you you're the, you're the TDE connect. Uh, no word yet. Mm. And if I did know, I probably couldn't say anything because <laughs> maybe Black. They're so everybody's so pride. super private about everything. <laughs> maybe Black History Month. Right. I don't know. That'd be that'd be a great gift for Black History Month, right? A new Kendrick Lamar. And, and that's coming up soon. Mm -hmm. That yeah. would be amazing. All right. In the meantime, here's a new Little Wayne track to hold you over because after getting pardoned by Donald Trump. He decided to let us hear this song. It's called Ain't Got Time, and he addresses possibly having to go to jail. Looking been through too much, looking in the review to see the future. And that just don't sit right and think like I can't die from booing me. <laughs> well, he's good to go. He ain't got time. <laughs> yes, he got that part in. Hit my thoughts, John. Hit my thoughts. Yeah, I'm I wasn't feeling that. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't feeling that. No, no. Wayne's still a goat, though. Just wasn't feeling that. All right. Now, in the meantime, Boosie Badass uh, took to Twitter to express his displeasure that C Murder was not pardoned. He said, everybody can get a pardon, but C Murder, BS, innocent man, 20 years plus. I'm pissed the F off today. Don't want y'all, don't want y'all to anybody today, so don't call. So I guess he was saying he doesn't want to talk to anybody. Well, I don't, uh, were, they, were they, well, yeah, they were pushing for C Murder, right? They but definitely were pushing. We've heard Monica, Kim Kardashian uh, talking about it and I wonder he's who they serving were life to. in prison. I mean, I wonder who they were talking to, though, because, I mean, when you read the stories about, you know, Snoop pushing for Harry O, they were dealing with Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump and folks like that. So I wonder who, you know, Monica, Monica, and I want, Kim definitely talked to them. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. That's what I'm, she's about the it. plug. Yeah. She's definitely <laughs> she's the, the plug. plug. Now, another person who was disappointed is Joe Exotic, of course, as we discussed yesterday. And, you know, clearly he was not released, even though we had a whole big party plan. They were so sure that he was going to come home. Of course, Carol Baskin uh, was thankful that he didn't get released. And she told TMZ that she's thankful he was not granted a pardon. She also said, if I understand the notice I got from the prison system, he's already gotten another month added to his sentence by not obeying prison rules. We don't care about that white nigga, Joe Exotic. Okay, we don't care. <laughs> Stay where you are, Joe. All right. I just think it's funny if you had a whole party in a exactly. Like yeah, I don't respect that. that. I don't respect people who you know celebrate you know too 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 early. You had the limo and the hair and the makeup. You mm -hmm. were worried about everything except for what you should have been worried about, which is actually getting the pardon. I don't care, Joe Exotic. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Another white man I don't care about, Rand Paul. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with him. We will never progress as a people with folks like him in existence. We shall discuss. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You 
are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yes. yes. It's a breakfast club, bitch. Yes. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Thursday, January 21st goes to United States Senator Rand Paul. Listen, man. Uh, here's something that folks need to understand. In life, you either evolve or die. Okay, you can hold on to old ways, old values, old principles, okay, uh, old ways of thinking. But if those ways don't align to where society is going, then you die. Simple as that. And I don't wish death on anyone, but I always say in life you get what you earn. And some of y'all are really, really, really working on dying, right? I'm watching it every day, whether literally or figuratively, I hear people say things, okay? I see people do things, and I say to myself, that person doesn't want to be here anymore. All right, Rand Paul got me looking at him in that way this morning. Now, y'all know I'm not a fan of Joe Biden. I don't dislike him, but I don't like him either. I just want him to do his job, okay? I want him to keep promises. I want him to show up for black people the way black people have historically shown up for him, okay? He owes black people his political career, whether it's President Barack Obama appointing him vice president to my OG Congressman Jim Clyburn, endorsing him in South Carolina, causing black voters in the South to turn out for him in droves and resurrecting his failed campaign, are him making... Uh, Kamala Harris is VP, which made someone like me, and I'm sure others feel comfortable enough to vote for that ticket. Uh, because Biden has a history of devastating black communities with his policies. All right. So she made me comfortable enough to vote for that ticket. He owes black people and I just want what we are due. But uh, like I strive to do with most people, I can be objective. And when someone says something I agree with, I give them props for it. Yesterday, the newly appointed 46th president of the United States of America said something in his inaugural address that I agree with wholeheartedly. Let's listen. A cry for racial justice some 400 years in the making moves us. The dream of justice for all will be deferred no longer. A cry for survival comes from planet itself. A cry that can't be any more desperate or any more clear. And now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. Our history has been a constant struggle between the American ideal that we're all are created equal and the harsh, ugly reality that racism, nativism, fear, demonization have long torn us apart. And we must reject the culture in which facts themselves are manipulated and even manufactured. Drop on a clues, bomb for Joe Biden. I agree with all of that. Okay? Every single word. Now, if you heard Joe Biden say, we will defeat white supremacy and extremism, and you took that as a challenge, all right? If you feel like he's talking to you and you're ready to go to war because he said he wants to defeat white supremacy, do all of us the biggest favor and just die. Okay, die, die, die. Literally, take those old bigoted ways to hell with you. We can't have progress and build the country we all deserve as long as humans like you exist, especially when humans like that are in positions of power. Enter Rand Paul. Now, Rand Paul is a human who has done things like opposed the anti-lynching bill. Rand Paul offered to buy a ticket back to Somalia for Elon Omar. Rand Paul lied about COVID transmission and election fraud. And now in response to Joe Biden saying we will defeat white supremacy, he said this. 
Also, if you read uh, his speech and listen to it carefully, much of it is thinly veiled innuendo, calling us white supremacists, calling us racist, calling us every name in the book, calling us people who don't tell the truth. And his, and going forward, we're not going to have manufactured or manipulated truth. Well, that's another way of saying, oh, all of my opponents manufacture and manipulate the truth and are liars. He just said it in a nicer way, but that was the, that was really the gist of what he was telling us. Boy, my daddy would always say a hit dog will holler. And when I heard Rand Paul say that, all I heard was dog holler. And that's all I heard, okay? The do yes. The dogs are hollering. Yes, they are hollering right now. Okay? Maybe I'm, you know, foolish. Because I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. Can you play just that one part of what Joe Biden said again? Just the... Let's play it, play it, play it, please. A cry for racial justice mm -hmm. some 400 years in the making moves us. The dream of justice for all will be deferred no longer. A cry for survival comes from planet itself. A cry that can't be any more desperate or any more clear. And now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. Stop right there. Stop right there. The only people who should be offended by what Joe Biden said are white supremacists. He didn't say anything about Republicans being white supremacists. He just said white supremacists and extreme, extremism. All right. There shouldn't be an American alive who really believes in the creed of America who should be upset about what he said. I mean, it is liberty and justice for all, correct? Not some, okay? Not just white people, but all. All means my black ass, Dramos Puerto Rican ass, Envy's Dominican ass, Angela Yee's black and Asian ass, our producer Dan's white ass, all, okay? Anybody who was against that needs to be Thanos snapped. Okay, they shouldn't be allowed to exist among us. Listen, here's the thing. The great Honorable Elijah Muhammad wanted us to have our own land so we can go build a nation within a nation to separate ourselves from the Rand Pauls of the world. Uh, racist lawmakers like Rand Paul who create laws to oppress everyone. All right, we need to be separated from them. But how about if America is truly what it says it is or what J-Lo said it is yesterday? Play that. I know What did she say, Dramos? One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yes, if America is truly that, then the Rand Pauls of the world shouldn't be welcomed here anymore. Let all of the people who think like him, who don't agree that white supremacy should be defeated, or feel like Joe Biden is talking to them when he's calling out racists, let all of them get on a plane and fly somewhere where they can govern themselves, live amongst each other, raise their little racist kids, my racist kids, grow with his racist kids, marry his racist kids, and that's how they keep their racism all up in the family. Now, I know what you're thinking, Charlemagne, that place already exists, we live in it, it's called America, but see, if there is no others there for them to be racist against, they will just end up cannibalizing each other, and then will we be rid of them once and for all, okay? I, I swear God knows who to give an infinity gauntlet with all six infinity stones to because Congress would be filled with dust this morning, all right, if I had my way. Thanos said it best, and I want all of us to remember these wise words from the mad titan in regards to the racists among us like Rand Paul. And as long as there are those that remember what was, there will always be those that are unable to accept what can be. As long as there are those that remember what was... There will always be those that are unable to accept what can be. Rand Paul cannot accept what can be. All you bigots are holding up progress. Please let Kathy Griffin give Rand Paul the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Uh -huh.
Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I only disagree with one thing he said. What? I'm not Dominican, you jerk. Thank you for that donkey oh, today. You are definitely Dominican. I'm not Dominican, you jerk. Come on, man. You're Dominican. People start believing you and start talking to me Spanish all the time. You're, I'm like, yo, don't listen to Charlotte. You're, you're at home. Where... I thought you were from um, Dominica. Yes. What does that mean? That's not that's Indy, not Spanish. You're Dominican. You're at home with white jeans. You're right Dominican. Now. Yep. You have on white jeans right now. I don't have on white jeans. You're a liar. You have a khaki sweatsuit on it's right now. You guys, we're on we're on promoting <laughs> unity, guys. It's unity. My goodness, so. I'm not Dominican. I'm trying to, I, how can we promote unity if you won't even claim what he is? I'm not Dominican. Yes. What are you talking about? <laughs> Mira, I'm not Dominican. What? Oh. What does that mean? All right. Dramos? Ask he offensive. is next. 800-585-1051. If you need uh, relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Good morning. It's Ask Ye. Tessie. Okay, I was trying to see if my boyfriend seen his ex-girlfriend. Is it okay to give her a hug in front of me and not acknowledge me or acknowledge the situation that made me mad? So what happened with his ex-girlfriend that you in particular don't like her? It's not that I don't like her because I don't know her. It's just a simple fact that she didn't acknowledge me. She just ran up straight to him and seen us together and gave him a hug, and he gave her a hug back and still didn't acknowledge me. So I just walked away, and he thought that it was okay. Well, yes. Seeing a boy, then it would be okay to hug him. I think that it's not the hug. I think it's also the fact that there was no acknowledgement. She didn't acknowledge you, and then he didn't say, "Uh, "This is my girlfriend, Tessie." Yes. And that's the that's how you have to let him know that's what's not okay. I think you can't control somebody giving your boyfriend a hug, obviously. Like, what are you supposed to do about that? You can't get mad at him for that. But what you can hold him responsible for is, okay, you hugged her back, and then you didn't even say, this is my girlfriend. And you, sh- you got to be... No, that just started uh, a conversation. I'm sorry. Yeah, did you insert yourself in? Like, hey, how you doing? I'm his girlfriend. No, I just looked at her like she was crazy, and they just kept talking, so I walked away. Yeah, I think I, well... But that is on him. I would and for and the truth is you can't even be mad at her for that. That's on him. She did that. He should have never allowed that to happen. And the sad part is he don't understand nothing that hurts me. I'm I'm his real, real relationship. So everything I tell him that don't that I don't like, he think it's okay. He think it was meant to be. And and the best way for you to explain it to him is not that he's doing these things purposefully to hurt you, but they do. And so you have to tell him this is how this makes me feel when you do things like this. When that happened, I felt like I wasn't respected and I just want to feel respected. And you have to be able to explain that to him in terms of it's not factual. It's just an emotional thing, how you feel. And I'm sure that in his head, he's thinking it's no big deal. And you also know you would never do that to him. Whether or not he said he's okay with it, that's not how you move. That is exactly it. And I told him that and I cried to him and pleased him. He just looked at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. No, that's not cool at all. And you should play this for him. But it's really just about him, feel, you know, being proud of you. Also not letting her feel like she could get away with things like that. Because that's the type of thing she go home and tell her friends, oh, you know, I did this, I did that. I gave him a hug. We ain't and even... I not even how females talk like that and he just don't yes, get do. it. He think it's okay. He, he think it's okay to have female friends that he didn't... F- in a past on his Facebook page and stuff like that. And you know how females is nasty. So they put anything on Facebook for the people to look at. And he just think mm-hmm. all of that is okay. Yeah, respect the relationship. Don't act like you out here single. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I wish he can hear this. How can he hear this? 
<laughs> you know what? We're going we gonna... to call him. I'm sorry if I'm on the radio. This is terrible. You know what? We can't call stop him. Kirsten. Call him you right call now. Him? Call him on three. Wait, go ahead. Okay. Give me one minute. Hello. We are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. Leave a message. We will return your call. Okay, Angela. I um, he's on voicemail right now. All so right, leave a message. Go. So you can leave it on there. You know, we're on the phone right now with your woman, who I would hope that you love, and she loves you too. And we want you to be more respectful of how she feels in certain situations and understand and represent for your woman. We don't need you talking to these girls that could come in between your relationship. You gave your ex a hug. Y'all didn't acknowledge your girlfriend was standing right there. You knew she was uncomfortable. She walked away. You stayed and had a conversation. And you cannot do things like that because she done felt like she had too much power. So you cannot let the ex or any of these other women feel like they're more important to you than your woman or her feelings. And now, Tessa, do you want to add anything? To delete something on Facebook that I'm not comfortable with, he should understand that. Yeah, and she, look, this is all about her wanting to be in this relationship and caring about you and wanting to make things work. You should never let outside people interfere with what you guys have going on. If something makes her uncomfortable and it's reasonable and it's not that big a deal, I would assume deleting a comment off Facebook is not a big deal. I would assume that you would be able to let these women know I have a relationship. I'm happy. And she's not comfortable with that. That's a grown and mature man thing to do. Yeah, bro. Yes, just it take is. it off. Make your wifey happy, man. Take it off. What's the problem, man? You're acting like a little girl. Take it off. That's right. And you can't cheat on your woman during the pandemic, bro. You fool around and get COVID and chlamydia from a woman during this time. And we call that. He's not a cheater. He's not a cheater. He's an awesome man. He's not a cheater. It's just a simple fact that. He don't acknowledge what's wrong. So if I tell right. him that something is wrong, he takes that and he wrong with it. And he say, well, it's not like it is. It's not how you say it, make it seem. And it is. If you looking at, if somebody mama and somebody reach out to me and try to tell me about my man that he used to have sex with or used to talk <gasps> to, why you won't delete them off your Facebook page? You right. So it's okay right. for people delete to try to to me. Damn, your, your man is sleeping with people mama? He a real mother. <laughs> No, he's not sleeping with the mama. He's sleeping with the mama's daughter, mm. but they both reach out to me. Got you, got you, but got that you. that was in a past. Protect your woman. Like he's doing it now. And the last thing I want to say is don't act stupid, too. Wow, his, yeah. phone, his phone didn't hang up. Yeah, y'all said all that on his answer machine? That's pretty dope. Yes, that's it. And I hope he checks his voicemail. Man, all you right. still got the voicemail going? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, man, you got to stop cheating. You're going to get chlamydia and COVID, bro. Okay. And don't you ever send us to voicemail again. And we call that Hovid. You have to get two right. vaccines. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Good luck. You guys have a blessed day. One All for right. the clap and one for the COVID. Ask Louis Lee. Don't delete. Don't delete. I wanted him to hear all of that, Eddie. I'm not deleting nothing. Don't delete nothing. You said emergency send. Send it with importance. Press the button that makes it important send. You got to listen to it. All right. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit it now at the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hello. I'm calling from Chicago, so I have this question for you all. Good morning, by the way, Breakfast Club, everybody. You know Good morning. 
<laughs> Good morning. All right. So anyway, so now I got this question. So I have a friend of like seven years, a girl. She's been cool, tight, like these, thick, like blue. And I have a husband of 19 years. So you wake up and you find out, you know, your girl is kicking it with your guy at 2 a.m. in the morning while you sleep. And you confront it as like, you know, man, that's not really cool and all, right? Anyways, down the line, things keep happening. And once you and your guy, like, go on bad terms, she moves your ex into her house. So your best friend moved mm-hmm. in with your ex-husband. No, he moved in with her. Yes, that's ridiculous. So you think they were um, sleeping together while you guys were married? Um, the entire time, because like you know how like when you go mad and stuff, you start going through and you start revisiting moments. Like I went through all of his things. Like after 19 years, he got like condom hits in the car, condom hits in his um in his toolbox. Mm-mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? And after 19 years and three kids, I don't have a reason for condom. You know what? I am so sorry because I know you feel connected to this man. You were married. You have three kids together. It's hard to lose your husband and your best friend at the same time. Absolutely. And how do you explain this to the kids? And guess what? They live right across the street from our house. Oh my God. This guy, this is the most, these are the most disrespectful people I've heard of on ASCII. This is ridiculous. They randomly call my phone, like they drive out my house every day and all types of madness, but... Things happen for a reason and a season, and people put God in your life for a reason. I mean, put certain things in your life for a reason. I'm not saying that it's a positive, but it's something that happened. I ain't going to beat myself up about it, you know, because I know I, uh, I put in the time, you know. But all I, right. Well, listen. But one lesson that I did learn, don't bring your damn mix around your friends, though. Don't blame yourself for bringing your friends around your man. It's not your fault that they're terrible people. Now, were you telling your friends how good his penis is? Excuse me. Were you telling your friends how good his he, he is in bed? That doesn't um, matter. No, I try not to have those conversations. Actually, that was a conversation that actually stopped us from like being real cool because she brought up a, a conversation about sucking in front of my husband, and I said, "Man, I'm not comfortable with having that conversation around my husband and my friend. Let it go." But she didn't understand mm-hmm. that, and we fell out about that. But we actually ended up, you know, being cool again. Yeah, that's a violation, man. That's not good. We ain't got to have them down Yeah, no. All right. Well, listen, it sounds like you already know what it is. So I guess you just wanted to let people know what happened. But yeah, griminess. Absolutely. All right. All right. We sent her so much love. Imagine seeing your your ex-husband and your best friend across the street every day. Some people have relationships like that, though. They call them thropples. What? what? Thruples? Thruples. Thruples. I learned that uh I learned that from horrible decisions. Mandy and Weezy. There's a thruple. You have a, a best friend. You, it's a couple and then they have a girlfriend or boyfriend. So they're a thruple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like that's how theirs was set up. Nah, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got rumors on the way? Yes, everybody getting new teeth. Now who just spent eighty thousand dollars on some veneers? All right, we'll get into it next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's the one and only. It's the Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Oh, and also happy birthday to Lisa Lisa today. I just saw on social media. I used to love Lisa Lisa when I was a kid. I know some of y'all might not know Lisa Lisa. Yeah. Younger ones, but she's dope. Salute to Lisa Lisa. Respect the cold jam. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't even know who the Coat Jam is. I just know you know. <laughs> that was her crew. Lisa, Lisa, Coat Jam. Yes, yes. <laughs>
All right, now Lil Yachty is showing off his new teeth, and he was on Instagram Live. He, you know, he had all those jewels and everything in his teeth. Here's what he said. You got no new teeth, man. You know it. <laughs> you would have thought it was picture day. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, who, who? That m 80K, ain't it? That m with 80. I thought, uh, cool 80s. I went same, same, same dentist as Young Thugger. I love to see young brothers investing in their teeth, okay? And I love to see the humble flexing. We do that little laugh. Like, <laughs> just a cool lady, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just a cool lady. Can't stop smiling. Thought you thought yeah, it was picture day. Change your life, new teeth. All right, now Tommy Davidson talks about uh, Jennifer Lopez actually snubbing him after she got famous. You know, they were on In Living Color together. So he was on Wendy Williams, and here's what he said. Yeah, I hadn't seen her in a long time. Uh, she became... Hugely famous. And so you um, said hi to her, and how long ago was this? 15 years ago. And what like And that. what did she do to you? She gave you the, the, the snub? Uh, yeah, we were both at the little cracker and, and um, cheese table at some function. And I was like, girl, oh, man, you're blowing up. This is really cool. I had a carrot. I was about to eat the carrot. And she was like, yeah, and walked away. I was like, maybe something's wrong with this carrot. You know, in, in okay. her defense. Mm-hmm. Mm. There was a time when Tommy Davidson was wild. He was uh, high on drugs and high on everything else. So in her defense, it might have been one of those times where she was like, I need to get away. Because there was a time where he was wild. No, I wasn't going to go that way. I wasn't going to say that. I was just going <laughs> to say sometimes you forget you stunted on people. So when she was a fly girl and Tommy Davidson was Tommy Davidson, she he might have mm. stunted on her and, and, you know, not remembered it. So she just returned the favor. Oh, she might have just feel like felt like not being. You bothered. just made a whole story up. We, <laughs> we both did. This is the rumor report. <laughs> Give me some more tea. Like, it's the rumor remember report. the time she was trying to go to the bathroom on set of In Living Color. Tommy Davidson was standing there. She tried to walk past him, mm -hmm. and he pushed her. <laughs> and I remember the time when um, Tommy Davidson stole her dance moves. So it was a routine the Fly Girls had came up with, and then Tommy took the routine and did it in a, 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 a sketch. So she might be holding a grudge from that. So pick one of them. One of them is the reason why. Whatever, pick whatever. B, C, rumor report, or A, B, C, or D, all the above. All the above. That's right. <laughs> all right, now, Joe Exotic is very upset about not getting pardoned. He took to Twitter to express <laughs> his frustration. This is great. He said, I was too innocent and too gay. And he put it in all capital letters. Capital, yes, that's why I said it like that, because he put that in caps. I was too innocent and too gay to deserve a pardon from Trump. I only mattered to Don Jr. when he needed to make a comment about me to boost his social media post. Boy, were we all stupid to believe he actually stood for equal justice. His corrupt friends all come first. Now, how do we know that out of the 140, was it 140 people or 70 people he pardoned, whatever it was, mm -hmm. how do we know some of those people wasn't gay? 43. Mm -hmm. We don't know if some of those people were we gay or not. So how well, could, are there so how, any of the names that you know? I don't know. So how could Joe Exotic just throw a card out there and say, I was too gay? You can't play that card. You don't know what these other people are. You might have pardoned mad gay people for all we know. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about being too innocent. I was too innocent. Too how gay? Are you too innocent. You're either innocent or you're not. <laughs> I'm too innocent and too gay. Too innocent, too gay is hilarious. Okay? That should be the name of an album. All right? right like, how can you be too gay? I don't know. Like, he's gay, but he's not too gay. Not too I mean, gay. that doesn't even make sense. He's too gay. How you, how, how, yeah, that's a good question. How are you too gay? Jesus Christ. All right. Jake Paul has announced his next <laughs> boxing match, and that's going to be happening on April 17th. Now, we don't know yet who his opponent will be. So, But that announcement is... Uh, you know, he just recently was in the ring against Nate Robinson. He's 2-0 right now after knocking out Nate Robinson. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Now, Gabrielle Union was on Jalen Rose's podcast on the New York on, for the New York Post. It's called Renaissance Man. And one of the things that she was talking about was her marriage with Dwayne Wade and her work that she does. Listen to this. How does your better half deal with your sex scene? He doesn't. <laughs> me before each episode are you naked in this one are you, what are you doing but sometimes i forget because we shoot these i don't remember right. and he'll be you know we'll sit there with the whole family and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> but i think as, as i get older and you know i, I do factor that in is you know because the older boys are, were like i'm getting murdered at school like <laughs> like, like, with the, like with the sex scenes and all that so i was like oh, maybe i gotta you know think twice but as long as my ass is still sitting i'm gonna keep showing Oh, do your things, Gabs. She looks great, but I yeah, have she to, does. I love Gabrielle Union. And, and I have to say, I, I, the D Wade though, because I saw D Wade naked on the ground for his birthday. So you can't really say anything. he wasn't. He wasn't doing a sex scene though. I he was naked on the ground. Somebody else. Yeah, he was he was <laughs> naked on the ground, and I saw a lot of women. I saw a salute to Ebdeslev. I saw a lot of women putting their head on Gabrielle Union's body in front of Dwayne Wade's naked body. So I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? You're still selling, you know, sex in a way. Did you do that too? Did you put your head in? <laughs> no, I'm a married man, sir. Okay. But one thing yeah, I... It's not the same thing. It's like masturbation versus cheating. You know what I'm saying? If you had to do a comparison, it's either you're naked by yourself or you're having a sex scene. I wouldn't want my significant other to masturbate or cheat on the gram. Okay? <laughs> you don't want your significant other to masturbate? On the gram? No, I don't. Okay. Oh, I thought you just masturbate. Period. <laughs> you said on the grid. I'm like, yeah, that's something you want to tell us? Like, what you doing on the grid? One thing I can say about the Wades, though, they really be living their best lives. I mean, they are really, really free. We should all strive to have that uh, type of liber liberation and live our lives to the fullest. Salute to D. Wade and Gabrielle Union. All right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. And happy birthday to Jam Master Jay. Today is Jam Master Jay's birthday. So mm. rest in peace, Jam Master Jay. We're going to start the mix off with some Jam Master Jay. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You know, I was Good thinking morning. this morning, right, that we what? haven't stopped to acknowledge the fact that we finally had some candidates on The Breakfast Club who actually won. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Joe Biden is the president. Uh, you know, Kamala Harris is not a madam vice president. We have had a long list of people who came really close but didn't get past the finish line. Bakari Sellers, I think, was the first when he ran for lieutenant governor of South Carolina. Uh, Andrew Gillum ran for governor of Florida. Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton. But now we actually have had some candidates on who, 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 who made, it, made it across that finish line. Yeah, we did good in Atlanta, too. With John also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, we just had... Oh, yeah, we had them on. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we had you're them right. on. Mm -hmm. okay. And then, I mean, Andrew. It's a lot of people who said they didn't even know who Andrew Gillum was until he did The Breakfast Club. You know what I mean? And right. He, you know, and he, was, he, was, he wasn't even expected to be the, the, the person that was going up against... Um, damn, what's the governor of Florida name? I can't even remember now. Ron DeSantis? Mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis. Yeah, Ron DeSantis. Ugh. Yep, but Gillum did, so... So we like four out of 15. We, we getting there. Hey, we're man, getting, you know... Odds are getting better. We like a lot of the big ones. What about the guy who bought his... What about the guy who bought his bagels? Oh, no, nah, he lost he to Maxine was. Waters. He got his ass washed <laughs> to Maxine Waters in L.A. I can't remember his name. That's Jones' oh, favorite person oh, no, ever. JC3, yeah, well, that's Joseph Collins III. Joseph but when he Collins first came, he was a Democrat. Like, when he came on the show the first time, he was a Democrat, and then he yeah. switched sides. I think we might have had more people who won than we realized. You sure? Yeah, because we've had a lot of local ones, too. Mm. I don't yeah, remember. Like, congressmen and stuff like that. I just Bro remember the big Baraka? ones, like.
Who? Ross Baraka? Ross was already He wasn't running. Was he running? Yeah, he was already. Yeah, he was already. He was, already, he was, he was the incumbent mayor. Yeah, right. yeah unless you said Hillary Clinton. Hillary was the but one was that still... really lost. Though. Mm-hmm. It took you four years to have a winner, I think, though. Hey, man. Hey. You got the big ones. That's right. <laughs> right. It takes time sometimes. Perfection takes time. All right. When we come back, positive note, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlemagne, you got a positive note for the people? Well, yeah, one thing real quick. I want to salute everybody who um, downloaded Jess Hilarious's Carefully Reckless podcast yesterday. Um, we debuted her on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network yesterday. Um, she's currently number nine in, in the comedy section, so she debuted in the top ten. So salute to Jess Hilarious. Make sure y'all go check out the Carefully Reckless podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, available everywhere you listen to podcasts, just, you know, type in Carefully Reckless, Jess Hilarious. Yes, and don't forget, tonight is also, since you're talking about podcasts, the biggest night of the year for podcast fans. It's our 2021 iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. Almost 100 million people listen to podcasts every month, and you know we are recognizing the best of the best, so celebrate the podcast we've leaned on for laughs, headlines, stories to get our adrenaline pumping, and video- and voices to comfort us. Don't miss our 2021 iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. That is tonight at 9 p.m. You can watch it on YouTube, the iHeart YouTube, and on Facebook. That's right. I'll be checking that out. And the positive note is this. You know, earlier when I was talking about Thanos, um, I, I said one of Thanos' quotes in reference to Rand Paul. You know, as long as there are those that remember what was, there will always be those that are unable to accept what can be. Well, there's another part to that. The other part is you can't change people. You just can't. Either accept who they are or start living life without them. I Absolutely, positively want to start living life without racists and bigots. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? 